None of this means that God always directs the details of our lives in a way that always makes sense to us. So come back to this truth in this text. As we walk with God, he directs the details of our lives for the accomplishment of his will. And this is where we've just got to remember that this whole thing is about the accomplishment of his will, not ours. Paul had what I'm guessing he thought were pretty good plans for his second missionary journey. And over and over again, God was messing his plans up. Has God ever messed up your plans in ways that were not easy? Don't miss it. God directed the details of Paul's life all the way to prison. The details of God's direction for Paul and Silas included them being stripped of their clothes and beaten to a pulp. You know, we say things today like, the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. Brothers and sisters, the most dangerous place to be may be in the center of God's will. Lord willing, this time next week, I'll be in the mountains of Nepal among very impoverished men, women and their families who've never heard the gospel. And quite frankly, if all we're looking for is ease and comfort and safety when it comes to God's will, then we'll never get the gospel to those people. In Acts 16, God is directing in ways that Paul doesn't always understand and the same will be true in our lives. There's a whole other sermon, a lot of sermons here on suffering and the sovereignty of God, maybe another day, but there's clearly mystery when it comes to how God directs the details of our lives in ways that are not easy, in ways that can be hard and painful, but that's another one of the things I love about Acts 16 because there Paul and Silas, they sit in chains and this was their chance. This was their chance to say, God, why did you lead us here? To ask God, is this really your good plan for our lives? But that's not what they're doing. What are they doing? They're singing and worship. And that's the end of this truth we're talking about. That's the point of this text we're looking at. As we walk with God, he directs the details of our lives for the accomplishment of his will and the spread of his worship around the world. All right. What it do, what it do, it's Friday. You know what that means. It's your boy, the people's preacher, sliding through like a drive-thru. And the goal tonight is to encourage, amen, I'm going to change it up a little bit. So what I'm going to do tonight is um, I got a few of my peoples that I'm going to be calling and we're going to, um, I just trying to get feedback, you know, not so much about the election, who, uh, you know, Biden, Trump, but what does, what the body's seeing right now? What is the body doing right now? Um, you know, what are we, uh, what are we sensing and um, how can we as a country move forward um and we know that a big shout out to my boy for this shirt my story his glory amen and you know i always gotta represent the the solid um kmf los angeles you can catch him on instagram my story his glory amen but good who is who's who's on who's on rafael morales was good salute salute so what we're gonna do tonight is um I always like to share scripture, amen. And um, and one of the things that um the Lord has really been placing in my heart is that what's up, Sister Ivy? Um, tonight we're gonna encourage, we're gonna have fun in the Lord. Um, you know what? 
while I find the scripture, I'm gonna play another song because I know we we got to we got to hear some songs. You know what I'm saying? How many guys love music? Amen. So this one I, I like. I like this one. You know. Um, let's see. Uh, I like this one. Who likes this one? This is uh Young Drew, Young Pro Drew, Antoine Hill, Brian T. Here we go. Hmm. Living and never work. Focus. Here we go. Big shout out to Young Young Bro. Brother Mondo was cracking. So, hey amen. Let's we're gonna get it started tonight in a word of prayer. Go ahead and open up. Uh, I'm, uh, go ahead and open up. Um, we're gonna go ahead and um, open up in a word of prayer. Amen. Um, for those who need prayer, go ahead and what's up, brother Oscar? For those who need prayer, make sure you put your prayer request in the comment section. I might not get to it while I'm on here, but definitely we'll pray for you. Tonight is about encouragement. It's about Taking evaluation of where we're at as a country, as a body, as a family, as men, as women. And what can we do to be part of the healing process that we know that our country definitely needs? And it starts with us, the body. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, because you're sovereign. And because, Lord, we know that everything works for your honor and your glory. Tonight, Lord, we just want to encourage the body the unbelievers, believers, that Lord, that you're in control, that you have the best, you have the best possible outcome for us, Lord. Lord, we might go through trials and tribulations, ups and downs, but we know that we know that we know that you got us, Lord. And we can, no weapon formed against your body shall prosper. And all things work together for those who love the Lord that are called according to your purpose, Lord. Let tonight be a time of refreshing and renewing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So it is what it is. And so, you know, like I said last week, I don't know if a lot of you guys see my video, but last week it was more. Whoa, what's up with that? Ooh, cool, 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 cool. Oh, oh, no, no. I need to, I need to work it. I need to work out. I mean, not work. You know what I mean. You know, um, last week I talked about prayer and um, I guess I'm going to. Con- oh, my bad. And that's pretty much, you know, what um, 
what we need to be doing as men and women of God is praying and believing God for uh, a, 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 move, a mighty move of, of his presence in our community. Um, we're believing God for revival. We're believing God that he's going to have his way. Um, put it this way, regardless who makes it, who who's in the president, who's in the White House in the end of January, God is still in control. God is still doing his thing. So we can be confident and knowing that. Amen. So I wanted to open up, if you can open up your words to, what's up, Sister Martha? Open up your words to um, 1 Timothy chapter 2. And this is something that I'm going to continue to push and push and push. See, I don't pray because I like President Trump. I don't pray for him because I like him. And I do not pray for Biden because I don't like him because that's not what it's about. It's about what what is God telling us in his word? So God tells us in his word in 1 Timothy chapter 2. First of all, then I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and for all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and defined in every way. Ooh, defied, dignified, my bad, dignified. What I love about this scripture is the Bible says, he first of all, he says, I urge you. We need an urgency of prayer. Amen. There's an urgency. He urges us for supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. So, so what this scripture is saying is we don't just pray for those who bless us. We don't just pray for those that we like. We don't just pray for those that that you know that that are going through it. But we pray for all people, for kings. And all who are in high positions, you know what I'm saying? Your bosses, uh, your, 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 we pray for your bosses. We pray for, um, what do you call it, uh, city councilmen. We pray for um, Congress, the Senates, the presidents, the vice presidents. We pray, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, for kings and all who are in high pay positions. So today, we need to lift up everyone Regardless of how we feel. So we need to pray for the Trump family, for the Pence family, for the Biden family, for the Harris family, for all those that that are in high. The Bible says in high positions, not OK, I'm going to pray for Trump and I pray. I don't pray for Biden because I didn't. No, no, no. That's not what we do. Amen. Then it says in verse three, this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of. Of God our Savior. That's awesome. Hey, aunt, hey, sister, aunt, Helen, cousin, amen. Love you. Appreciate you. So one of the things that says this, this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God. As Christians, as Bible believing men and women of God, our goal is to please the Lord. And the Bible said also to acknowledge him in all our ways and not to lean and our own understanding. And so what we need to do is this, and then verse four, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. And the truth is we need to pray. The truth is, is we got to, you know, even in this time, hey, what's up, Angelo? Even in this time, 
how do I say this? Because, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm trashing my views and I, I'm just throwing things out, with the baby, with the bathwater. But even if you don't agree with Biden's policies and the things he does, you're, you're, you're biblically mandated to pray for the man of God. To pray because you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. You are biblically mandated to pray for Harris and her family. What's up? What's up, Angelo? We are biblically, say it with me, we are biblically commanded, mandated. We're, we, we, we do that as men and women of God. We don't just pray for Trump because we voted for Trump. We don't just pray for Biden because we voted, voted for Biden. But at this point, we're praying for everyone. Because the Bible instructs us to pray what? For kings and for all who are in high positions. And see, so what's happening now is people are getting really, really, really caught up and their and their point of views and and their positions and their emotions. And as Christians, it seems like there's a, a shift there to where it's like you're beginning to sound hateful. You're beginning to sound not godly. You know, I had a conversation with uh, with a doctor today, specialist, um, and um, man, the guy blew me out the water. But uh, yeah, you don't debate with people that have like a lot of letters after their name. <laughs> I got I got two and Jr. But anyways, and so what do we do as as a, as a as a as a? I don't want to say as a country, but yet I yeah as a country, but as a group of believers, as the body of Christ. Regardless of what church you go to or what denomination you're from. If you believe that Jesus was sent by God through of the Virgin Mary, lived 30 plus years, died on the cross for your sins, rose in three days, then we are on the same side. We are on the same team. And that team at this moment, I can say there's a little, there's some division there. There's division because he voted for him and he voted for him and what kind of Christian votes for him and what kind of Christian don't vote for him. And, 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 but can we step back for just a second and look at the big picture? What is the big picture is that the call of God is still there. God is still God. Souls need to be still talked to. Outreaches need to be, people need to continue to outreach. People, you need to continue to preach the gospel. Continue to show love to thy neighbor. Continue to preach the word. Continue, continue, continue. And how do we do that? We do that together as a body. And so tonight, I want to encourage you, amen, to, um, to be courageous in these times. We're living in times where if you say you're a Christian... They're going to eat you up because you're going to start talking about stuff that people don't want to hear. You're going to start talking about murder. You're going to start talking about, uh, you know, sin. Let's just say sin in general. Anything that's opposite of the Bible is against God. Let's just say that, okay? So we start talking about same-sex marriage. We start talking about abortion. We start talking about murder. We start talking about... Uh, you know, adultery and and, and um, drug addiction and and all those things that are keeping people in bondage. And people get upset. Oh, now you're judging me. And then on and on and on. And this time 
We got to be bold for God. We got to be courageous for God. And so how are we going to move forward as a body if we are scared? Let's just say what it is. We are scared because we don't want to be the bad guy. We don't want to sit at the at the table by ourselves. We want to be cool and popular. Or is it just me? See, one thing I learned in this next, last month is that people that I thought liked me, they don't. People that said they respected me, they didn't. See, because the Bible says this, be careful that men speak well of you. And, you know, I, the other day I was I was having a moment with God. I, I felt like a, maybe a moment, I don't know. And I felt like God said, David, I said, God, you know, like, man, all these people are talking smack on me. People are disrespecting me, calling me out, saying some of the most hurtful things, dude. Like from people I thought that would go to war for me. And then the Lord spoke to me and he pretty much said, Dave, be careful that men speak well of you. And I was like, man, am I just fooling myself that I'm really standing for God and what is godly? Or am I really just playing the the, 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 the fence where I'm, you know, I'm good, but I don't really like to offend people, but then I'll offend people when I want to offend people. You know what I mean? Hey, what's up, Brother Lewis? And so in this season, I've learned this, that the closer you get to God, first of all, he begins to deal with you. And then as God begins to deal with your, your character flaws and, and, and God's dealing with my character flaws little by little that I, because we're not allowing God to fully, fully come in and deal with us. I'm starting to realize that as I strive to do what is godly, I'm not going to be everybody's friend. I'm not going to be the cool guy. I'm going to have to sit on the table by myself sometimes. And so tonight, uh, the goal, the, the question I have for anyone, and if you want to jump on with me tonight, go ahead and request it and we'll jump on and talk. If you have a question, um, I'll do my best to answer it. But this is the thing, is how the body of Christ, we got to set the standard. And we got to march together. And we got to be on the forefront. I believe, now I ain't no prophet, so I'm not going to prophesy on you. But I believe that we need a supernatural move. We need a move like never before. I'm like, Lord, let us, let revival pop out. Let revival pop out in, your, in the body. Let us, let us go, let us do, look at the 12 disciples. Let us be like those guys and just turn the world upside, right side down again. God, use your body to do what has not been done since the disciples. That we would go house by house, by house block by block, city by city, and begin to turn it around, upside down, Right side up. America needs a revival. But we know that it starts with us. The body of Christ. How can we move forward? I, I You know. We need to move forward. And so. You know. I, I just wrote the, a couple things down. One of the things that. um We're going to have to be. Is we're going to have to be bold. 
We're going to have to be courageous. We're going to have to step out. And maybe, just maybe, you won't be the cool guy anymore. You won't be the funny guy, the nice guy, the nice girl, the funny girl, the cool girl at work. You might eat lunch by yourself for the rest of your life. And, you know, these are the five things that I, uh, I'm asking God to do in my life. And maybe in your life as well. Number one, that I will be bold in his word. That we would be people of his word and be bold to live it out. If the Bible says something, we're going to be bold in it. And we're not going to let our feelings, we're not going to let people try to twist God's word. We're going to stand firm on God's word and we're going to be bold. Number two, we're going to be bold in prayer. How many times has somebody, God has told you to pray for someone and you haven't? You come to God all timid. Oh, Lord, Lord, would you bless me? Lord, would you would you save? Lord, no, nah, Lord, I come boldly before your throne, the Bible says. Being bold. Three, worship. That we would be people that worship. And not just worship with words, but our life would be worship. We'd be bold in our worship. You know, uh, not just bold in the church, not just bold in music, but bold in our worship as a lifestyle. Four, that we'd be bold in serving others. That you would, that you're not worried about what people say about your worship by your by you serving others. That you're not looking for the next IG post. And I'm gonna be the first one to say I post a lot of things I do. In fact, I'm gonna do something tomorrow that I'm most likely gonna post on IG. But let's be bold in how we serve. Let's be bold. Let's be willing to serve by yourself. Serve when people are looking. Serve when people aren't 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 paying attention. And last but not least, let us be bold in our outreach. Now I'm gonna say a couple things, and I don't want people to get mad at me, but you're gonna get mad at me. I remember in the early '90s, Jay was cracking. Amen. Jay, Mary, you. Jay Mary is watching. All right, check this out, Jay. You got to call me, bro. Call me. I'll answer the phone and we can chit or chat. So, I'm going to say something real quick. And what I'm going to say, it's not, I don't want you guys to think that I'm being prideful. Forgive me if it sounds that way, but. I remember in the early 90s, my mom and dad were saved at this church. It was an evangelistic church. It was a church that everybody might have been Oh, you eating a burrito. All right, well put the burrito down because God knows you might need to and let's get it in. (laughs) But check this out. My mom and dad were going to this church and everybody might have been late, mid-20s, 
early 30s, whatever. And I remember being with my mom and my stepdad in the streets every day, pretty much of the week. Two o'clock in the morning on a Friday night, two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night in different neighborhoods and different gang neighborhoods. There was times when we would walk through neighborhoods and we would have bottles thrown at us. Dudes would cuss us out. I remember one time somebody was throwing eggs from a high rise and the men and women that were around me with my mom and dad were so courageous, so bold. And I don't know if it was because of the lifestyles they came from. Because remember, in the 90s, that 80s, I remember this. It was some hardcore dudes, gangbangers, killers, prostitutes, dudes. Uh, there was like a move of God. And a lot of people were coming in with some crazy testimonies. You had gang members from the north and the south holding hands during worship. You had blacks and whites praying for each other at the altar. You had women crying with other women, different nationalities, different cultures, different backgrounds. There was something happening. And then I don't know if it's social media. I don't know if it was early 2000s. Personally, it seemed like it just dwindled. So I want to challenge you, be bold and courageous in your evangelism. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed Brother Pete Rodriguez. Big shout out to Pete Rodriguez, Uptown, Mr. Uptown. He said, you ain't got to be a gangster to read a gangster. I mean, to reach a gangster. <coughs> you ain't got to be a drug dealer to reach a drug dealer. You ain't got to be a prostitute to reach a prostitute. It's the, the Bible talks about the gospel message is the power. There's power in the message that changes people. You ain't got to do nothing but say it. You ain't got to do nothing but share the message of Jesus Christ, the message of hope and redemption. And that's what breaks it all. You ain't got to be white to reach white people. You ain't got to be black to reach black people. You ain't got to be poor to reach poor people. Some of the craziest dudes I ever knew were white dudes in the neighborhood. So I don't know about you, but it is time for us to be bold in our evangelism. Time for us to be to come out the closet. Stop being scared to talk about Jesus. Stop being fearful to share your testimony. Stop, stop, stop. We need as the church to rise up and say, you know what? Even if I stand on a corner with a sign that says John 3, 16, even if I pray for just one person today, we have to be bold, bold, bold in our evangelism and our outreach. If your church doesn't go to outreach, then you go by yourself. Well, my pastor doesn't go. I'm not. If your pastor don't go, so what? He don't go. You go. Well, the men's home usually goes and they go on days I work. Well, then you go when your days are off. You go when you feel that when you have got time. Sometimes you're going to have to do it alone. Now is your time to be bold, to be courageous. Get yourself some tracks, some gospel tracks. <clears throat> Get yourself off the phone, off the TV, an hour or two a week. I'm not saying you need to stand out there every day, but, a, 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 but an hour or two. So that's all I got to say. 
And so what I'm going to do right now is I'm probably going to call. I'm going to call two people. And if anybody else there. I threw out the challenge. If they wanted to be on. And I'm looking at my texts and um, nobody's calling me back. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a real quick song because I love music and I know you do too. And then from there, um, I'm going to make a phone call to one of the brothers in Christ. And um, we're going to um, definitely, we're going to cut it up. And uh, <coughs> yeah, we're going to do it. Let's see what we can do. Uh, here we go. <coughs> My bad. Uh, yeah, I like this one. Hey, won't he do it? Mm. Woo. I don't own the mu rights to this music, but I love it. Here we go. All right. Hey. Hey, Sister Laura, if you want to get on and talk with me, requ uh, request me and come on with me. Here we go. I guess we're going to add Sister Laura. She's coming through. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Trying to add her. Trying to add her. Bring her on camera. Bring it on camera. All right. Trying to add her. It says adding. All right. All right. Okie dokie. Forever, ever, ever. All right, here we go. We're going to try this one more time. All right, here we go. Mm. Mm. All right. Sister in the Lord. I, hey, I'm just trying to encourage the body. Okay, I'm just trying to encourage the body. So what I wanted to talk to you about is... um. What do you think that the body, uh, what is it going to take for, you know, we see our country so divided right now, you know, with politics, you got COVID, you got all these things going on. What do you think, what is our responsibility at this point as the body? What should we, what should we be doing? We should be praying. All right. All right. We should be praying. See, I always say that God, thank you for having me. Oh, you, hey, hey, I'll send you the bill later. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> Ooh, come on. All right. See, in the, in the old church, you know, because we can't say black anymore, so in the old church, okay. what, they used to, what they used to do is they would have shut-ins. Okay. We don't know nothing about that. The millennials, they don't know nothing about that. Okay, the all-nighters. Amen. And I, and I believe that the church today should take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Because God, I don't believe he's, he's playing anymore. You know, I, we, were, we have been living in his permissive will. Oh, come on. Some of y'all been wearing one since day one. Fluff, go to Starbucks. But you from that old school. You from the old school. You know what? I'm Pentecostal. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And, 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 and every so often, uh, he comes out. All right, all right. I'm not the candy man. I didn't come to make your world. I hope not. <laughs> the Bible says to compel them. All right. Pastor Sam Sr. used to give us this example. Compel. Grab them by the shoulder and get them in there. Mm. Compel your kids to come to church. See, the, the thing is that we have become a nation that is spoiled. Yes, yeah, definitely. And now we're spoiled rotten. Mm. Come on. I heard you say that the other day. That was good. Yeah. I like to repeat myself, brother. <laughs> sometimes, hey, sometimes you got to. I like that one. Say that again. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Ah, people are uh, people are saying this is now 
This girl said, uh, Sister Desiree said, uh, let me let me get her. She said, um, some people don't teach their children about Jesus Christ. How important it, because I know that, you know, you you have kids, we're about the same. How important is it to teach your children about Jesus um, when they're young? Come on. We spoke about we spoke about prayer earlier. Um, one of the things uh, I think, uh, you know, people say, you know, uh, we want God to to intervene, but we're not praying. We want we want God to fix our country, but we kick them out of everything. Come on now. And so uh, at this point, what what encouragement can you give to those that that are a little weary right now, a little um, a little uncertain? about the times. Mind. Because 
because when you give God your all, you're not involved in other stuff. Mm, come on, come on. Come on. He says, I am Jehovah uh, Shalom, your peace. He said, I'm Jehovah Shalom. I'm Jehovah, uh, uh, I, what's the other one? No, Rafa, your healer. Amen. He's all inclusive. There ain't nothing uh, missing from God. He is everything that we have need of. Come on. And, and so, you know, just call on him. Amen. He's only a prayer away. Amen. Don't be like the churches where, where um, I know I'm going to hear it from some pastors, you know, I love you. But <laughs> there, was, there was this man, you know, a little dirty, he was a little smelly, and <clears throat> he was sitting in front of the church steps crying. Doors were closed, but you could hear the music. Here comes Jesus walking down the street. He says, My son, because Jesus knows everything, he just wants to know what. He says, Why are you crying? He goes, You know, Jesus, I know I smell, I know I don't look nice, I don't have nice clothes and stuff. He goes, But I've been trying to get into this church and they won't let me in. Jesus hugged him and said, But don't, don't, <laughs> they don't let me in either. Oh, I, 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 I seen that one coming. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, we have to be open. There, there's a lot of hurting people out there, you know? And and, and we just got to gotta stand strong and firm in the Lord and not be swayed either way. Amen. Amen. Because he loves us. He loves us. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You know? You're, you're, you're out there swinging. That's what we need. We, we don't need these mamsy-pamsy ministers. That, oh, everything tastes good. No, it don't. <laughs> you know, we got to tell the truth. Amen. Enough, enough of covering stuff up, man. There's, a, there's this thing that they put on the cakes. It's called, I believe it's called marzipan. Mm-hmm. And it ain't even frosting, brother. It's this layer that they put, make it look nice and that's what we be doing to the gospel. Oh, come on. Come on. You know, because you know, Je- Jesus died on the cross so you can live your best life and get everything right. you want. That's it. <laughs> All we need is 
Come on. And, and so you get out from under the umbrella and then you wonder why the rain got you. Mm, come on. But let me just say, like the prodigal son, the father is waiting for us to come home. Amen. 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 Well, I appreciate your time, Sister Prophet Deacon Elder. Um, amen. Would you uh, close this? And, uh, well, I'm going to close this uh, conversation with a word of prayer, and then I'll probably bring somebody else on as well. Amen. Amen. Um, do you want me to pray? Yes, yes. Precious Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you, Father God, because there are avenues that you allow, like Facebook and, 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 and uh, Instagram, Lord, and YouTube, where you have opened avenues for, for those that know your word, that those uh, evangelists and prophets and, and teachers, Lord, that will go out there and, and be ever so bold to proclaim your word. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for tonight. We thank you for Brother uh, David Mendoza, Father God. We thank you for this ministry, Lord. Many, many will see it just as a, 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 a Facebook, but this is ministry to your people. And I'm asking, Father God, that you grow it. You grow it, Father God, because he's good ground. And so, Lord, if there's anybody out there hurting and he's sick, I ask that you just minister to them right now, Lord. And we thank you to do it, Father God. You're faithful and you're true. And we bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you very, very much. I love you. On, uh, on the download, I'm a little scared of you, so I just let you know right now. <laughs> hey, you. Ah, uh, hey, you, Sister Rose, a um, uh, couple other ladies in the church, you know. But yeah, amen. One day. Yes. Yes. Amen. Anytime you come on, I'll bring you on, brother. Let's do it. Come on. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. I love you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, baby. Okay, bye. Bye. Amen. Well, hey, that's old school Pentecostal slap you with the same hand that I pray for you. So I'm going to end this and I'm going to jump on for part two. I'm going to make a couple phone calls. Um,